Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TemploGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TemploGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templegeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcast. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm living my best life. I apologize in advance for the fan noises if you can hear them. It is humid today. I can't, uh, but I do understand. Um, yeah, I understand the humidity. We are on opposite, or, well, we're on the same northern hemisphere, but uh, humidity is definitely an issue here in Alabama. Yeah, it's not usually so much an issue over here. Today is just one of those rare days where there's <laughs> rain in the clouds, but it ain't falling, and it's no, making everything hot. No, breathing it. Yeah, so the fan is on because we don't have air conditioning in our homes for the most part, so right, it's just right. hot. Who has that luxury? Yeah. I know. Sometimes I really just like, how nice was it when everything was like 73 degrees Fahrenheit? Like, <laughs> so lovely. And you could just complain when it's like 74. It's Let's see, yeah, well, it's 74 here right now. No wonder my the backs of my knees are sweating. My um, mom used to like put, keep it at eighty. She'd be like, "Oh, don't be such a baby." Did she have plastic on the furniture? No, my mom's just like cheap. <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> oh, she'd be like, "You're so, born and raised Floridian. You'll be fine." Well, it is pretty humid there too. It's true. So, what have you been playing? I actually played something different this week. I know. Medals for someone who does a gaming podcast who's supposed to play a new game each week and actually does it sometimes. Amazing. Congratulations. Uh, Well, uh, as we announced in last week's episode, because it was breaking news at the time, uh, Fallout 76 is now on Game Pass. So, that 60-pound game that lots of people bought were really unhappy with, they patched and made it quote-unquote better. If you have Game Pass, you can play for free. So I'm really glad that I waited, that I didn't purchase it, and now I'm getting to enjoy a better, quote-unquote, version of the game than the people who paid full price for, and I'm not paying full price for it. And I'm loving it, and I'm living my best life, and I'm making my little base. I set it all up today on the edge of a cliff with, like, turrets overlooking a gulch. I've got, like, flowers and everything growing. I've got a garden. Like, honestly, I'm living my best, like, post-apocalyptic life. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I'm only level 10, world... too. Even better, although I have no real point of reference uh, necessarily for that because I haven't played Fallout 76, so I don't know um, if that's good. I saw someone who was, like, level 1,000-something. Get yeah, like that. in a stream. So I don't think that they have like a level cap. Or if they do, maybe it's like just for the story and then you can kind of just grind to get whatever How level you want. I don't know. Like, you know. But I, I'm just going to like try to play through the main story and sort of let that be that, I think. Because 
as with any MMOs, I can get really carried away. So I've got to like set some limits for this. Otherwise, I won't do anything else or play anything else <laughs> for the next like several weeks. But I am enjoying it. And there's still the normal bugs that you would expect in a Fallout game because Bethesda games are buggy. buggy. Um, and yeah. we all know that. But I think if you're a fan of the franchise, you can overlook quite a bit. You know, like, you just sort of expect it. Is that good? No, but you kind of expect a bit of bugs. Absolutely. I mean, it was kind of, at one time, it was thought of as part of the charm of the games, and now, <laughs> because of some of the uh, goodwill that they've just set a, set ablaze in front of our faces, uh, they lost some of that. So um, maybe we don't look over look uh, overlook that as, as much as we used to in the past. But anyway, I... I haven't played it yet. It, it, again, I, I think I've decided that Fallout isn't necessarily my cup of tea. I've bought three and four, and I haven't finished either one of them. In fact, four, I don't even think I got out of the city. I didn't even get the dog, so I did not get very far. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, you did. No, so, I, and I'm cool with that. Like Skyrim, I, I bought it only on one system <laughs> of the seven or eight different iterations it's it's come out on. Um, and, and it was fun. Like I, I, again, I enjoyed it enough, uh, to, uh, to not re regret, I guess, purchasing it, even though I didn't play it. And I was like, that's, eh, it's a good game. It's a quality game. I learned it's not for me. Unlike the division two, which I you know, hope burns in hell. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, I have, uh, I've been playing the last of us. Of course, I will finish it today. So I know that after we get off this, I will have it finished. Um, I am. I haven't gotten to the boss uh, that everybody keeps asking me about. Have you seen the boss? Have you seen the boss? I know who the boss is, or at least what the big baddie is, one of them that you're supposed to meet. Um, I'm going to do about 30 seconds of spoilering. spoiling, And so uh, fast forward about, fast forward a minute just to be safe. Um, I am at the part where uh, it's right after you get Abby, right after you're playing with Abby. And uh, so I've, I've uh, gone to the aquarium and, and handled the business I needed to handle at the aquarium, which is its own little twist, right? So there is a little twist there. That's the next uh, you know, gut punch moment is at the aquarium uh, where you find out that maybe you're kind of a piece of trash too. You know, you really <laughs> realize that uh, the theme of this game, as I'm gathering, is that there just aren't heroes in this game. Nobody's a good guy. No more heroes anymore. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, if it's as punk rock as it gets. There's no heroes. Um, and, uh, and it's about revenge. So far, I've seen no theme other than revenge. Yeah, as far um, as I know, that, like, this isn't a spoiler. I think that's probably the end of the spoilers. But, like, this isn't a spoiler. The game is about revenge. That's literally the only theme. That there, no one's good. And no right, one has right. redeemable or irredeemable qualities. Everybody's just sort of gray, you know? Like, right, right. right. <laughs> no, and and no you good, can, I, no you know, and I have a feeling. I mean, if, if they haven't told me anything else about the game, like, if they're not going to reveal anything more about Abby's story, then what I found out as to kind of what her motivation was to, to a dome Joel, uh, then I'm still Team Ellie, and this is not an issue, you know. So 
I haven't gotten to the end yet, though. But like I said, well, I'll maybe finish it today. yeah. Hold hold your hold your statements. We'll find out next week what you think. Okay, yeah, we'll find out next week. I'll be done with the game by then. But so far, uh, and and one thing I wanted to address there there have been uh, I mean everybody has written articles about this, good, bad, and otherwise, about how this is the worst game ever, how it was a, a failure, how it's a mess of a story, and all these other things. And so, like I said, I'm. 12 hours, 13 hours into the game. I probably have seven, six or seven hours, maybe eight hours more to go at most if I take my time. Uh, but I, one of the big critiques I saw was about uh, Abby and how they just can't get the female characters right, Abby and Ellie, and how they can't get the female characters right. And, and I'm not going to, I'm not even going to give the, the article clicks. I'm not going to tell you where I read it. But one thing I wanted to address that was addressed in that article was just Abby's physique in general. So Abby is an incredibly strong woman, right? Yeah, incredibly she's buff. Strong. There's nothing wrong with that. So is Sarah no, no. Connor. Absolutely. And one of the one of the criticisms I saw about Abby's physique in general was just that it was um it wasn't that it wasn't feminine, it's just that it's maybe potentially not realistic. Uh, and just from a scientific standpoint, her physique is absolutely realistic. In fact, that is a that is a body type and a and a physique that is seen more and more, especially recently with the high intensity interval type training. Yeah, that isn't that with, like a triangle body type? Isn't it fairly common, especially if you're like a gymnast or something? If you're a gymnast, but she seems to be a little bit taller and is carrying a little bit more lean mass, um, which is. All again, this the way that her body adapted. That's a, I mean, it's it's about as realistic of a depiction of, of a competitive weightlifter and high intensity interval training athlete. Like a, I I dare say someone like a a, a CrossFitter would be the close, like a professional CrossFit athlete. If you look at professional CrossFit female athletes, that is exactly what a professional CrossFit female athlete looks like. And there's a part, and I, I don't, you, you know. There's a there's a part where you get to see kind of how it would even be possible that Abby could go from who she was to who she is uh, when you walk through the facility. You can tell. Yeah, I mean. but I think trauma as well. If you felt defenseless, one of the first things you would do was bulk up. You know, like if Absolutely. you were playing in a world of men, quote unquote, you would feel like you had to compete on that level. So you would you'd get swole. You would right. like do I would yeah. try to get swole. <laughs> right. And and so I, I tell I mean, especially in this world where, uh, you know, you you don't know who to trust. I mean, you may be a part of a group, but uh, at any given moment, there's someone who is stronger than you that could overwhelm you. And so, yeah. That would be a feeling of powerlessness, and I think it, it makes complete sense for how she's developed. Now, I'll know more about, because now that I'm on that part of the game, uh, I'll get to uh, see a little bit more about what this is all about and and uh, be able to have my final opinion next time on the next episode. So Excellent. Uh, stay tuned for that. Anyway, so that's what I've been playing, and, and I'm... Like, nothing has changed the way I feel about the game. It's it's one of the best, most beautiful, best level design uh, of a game that I've played in a long time, maybe ever, just because everything seems to have a purpose. Um, but uh, I will give my final review of everything next time. So only a month and a week after the games come out. 
<laughs> it's fine. But that will be like a super spoilery episode. So Absolutely. I think at that yeah, point we'll just be like, spoilers. I, I, I don't wanna... Right. And I don't want to, to tiptoe around it anymore. I want to be able to just say whatever. So um, anyway, so that's what I've been playing. That's where I am, and uh, so that brings us to the news. What kind of news do we have? I don't have a lot of news. I, I have so. three news. Three pieces of news? I don't know. How do you plural news? Uh, I guess news is plural. It's kind of like deer. <laughs> <Newses>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, I have three pieces of news. Um, how many do you have? You got two? Uh, one. One. Okay, well then... I'll, I'll wrap it up. I'll be the last. <laughs> that sounds the good. Caboose. Well, I've got uh, two little stories and, and a slightly bigger one. So the first one is that um, a couple weeks ago we reported that Crucible was pushed back into closed beta from being in an open beta situation. It's been pulled all the way back to closed beta. Um, this is the Amazon title. Now their second title, New World, has also been pushed, but instead of being pushed back into a beta its release date has been pushed from august 2020 which is just a couple weeks away to spring 2021 and this is despite loads of people having pre-orders being part of betas like blah blah now it's just not gonna be released they're gonna do like a first look on what would have been the release date in August, which I think is like the 25th of August, but they're not actually going to get their hands on the full game till spring 2021. And I have to be honest, I'm kind of annoyed with this sort of behavior because I think when you uh, release a game for pre-order, that better be the date it's coming out. It's a bit messed up to take people's money and then hold it in layaway for months, you know? Right. No, I, it, it's a lesson people should learn. I mean, and again, I'm, I'm not, I don't fault anybody for pre-ordering. I do it. I still do it. I'm just very selective about when I do it. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not too happy about that. I think people should stop pre-ordering games. I think you have a much better bet pre-ordering consoles. I think they tend to land when they're going to land. But games, like the whole uh, situation in the world today means that game release dates are just way too flexible now. Like I don't even think it's in the realm of reason to believe anything is going to come out when it say it's going to. So right. like, stop pre-ordering stuff. It's not helping you. Um, no, no. The next piece of news is that the a new game has taken the title for the most expensive video game ever sold, and that is a sealed 9.5 out of 10 graded copy of Super Mario Brothers in its original packaging with its cardboard hang tag. It sold at auction in Dallas, Texas for $114,000, and that is crazy to me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it is a little crazy. Uh, I can't I imagine the satisfaction, getting satisfaction out of something you can never open and play with. $114,000 worth of satisfaction. Like, I'll buy me a couple Jeeps for that, thank you, and I'll get loads of satisfaction running those bad boys into the ground. But I suppose the game does perhaps increase in value if you kept it, I don't know, hermetically sealed or something like that in an airlock. Which is the only way to keep something like that that you've, paid for i mean it's at this point it's a uh i guess would you consider it art um i don't know collectible like, at if the very you least. were willing to pay the most in the world for this are you really willing to gamble that in a couple of years someone will be willing to pay more i don't know right. it seems risky 
<laughs> like, because I think a lot of the people that would really like Mario games won't be alive for much longer. And Generation Z probably doesn't give a shit. Like, you know, just being realistic. Right. Sad. Sad world we yeah. live in. They so, I don't know. Those were two sort of small stories. And then uh, we can maybe you're probably see what right. you had up your sleeve. Uh, well, I, again, and you may... Uh, you shared this with me uh, before we went on about uh, the potential price drop, uh, or not oh, yeah. drop in price, but the dropping of the information for the PS uh, PS5. So, uh, and that is to be released soon. I mean, uh, the evidence evidence signs point towards uh, soon, as the Magic Eight Ball said. Yeah, there was some speculation online that it was going to drop today, the 13th of July, um, at like 12.30 like p.m. Um, y'all's time, uh, but I don't know, like the, the page for it is live, there's like a placeholder for pre-orders, yay pre-orders there's a placeholder for pre-orders but there's nothing more than like tech specs and games on that page like you know information there's no way to like buy or add anything to cart so and i imagine the code sleuths have inspected the hell out of the page to see if there's any information in the code and there isn't so um it's just some speculation from fairly reliable sources that it's going to be um dropping the the, the price will be dropping today. Um, details about the price will be dropping today. <laughs> Not that right, it's going right, to be right. discounted. They haven't even told you Not how much to be it confused. is. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I, I did read that. I think it would be a weird move for them to announce the price before Xbox, though, personally. You think so? Yeah, because You think they Xbox... have the momentum right now? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so, because Xbox was just in the news for not letting its game developers um, charge people more to upgrade to the Series X version of games. So they've just gotten a load of True. positive pre-PR. And the Xbox, the PlayStation 5 reveal was weeks ago now, which is a lifetime in the news cycle. So yeah. they would have to have something fairly recent, like, yeah. come out. And you um, wouldn't want a death knell, like coming out with the price and then being undercut. <laughs> well, and that's Xbox, 100% you know? what Microsoft would do. Guaranteed. Like, you know, I think they're just in a standstill, like a Mexican standoff, waiting to see who's going to yeah. shoot first. Like. <laughs> yep, yep. I, agree, I, I believe, I agree with you. So. Well, in, yeah. in, in different but slightly humorous news, I think, humorous in that I'm embarrassed for both my home country and my new adopted country of residence. Um, Compare the Market, which is an online insurance firm over here in the U.S., has tabulated the most popular games during lockdown for the the whole world. Um, but I focused on the U.K. and the U.S.A. Obviously, because I have links there. Um, guess. Guess what the most popular game of the last three months has been. And it's the same one in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, the Sims. No, but surprisingly, you're not terribly far off. You're not terribly Ooh. far off. It's embarrassingly worse than that. <laughs> Second Life. <laughs> no, I, oh, that, I mean, maybe 
10 years ago. If lockdown happened 10 <laughs> years ago, that would probably be the case. No, uh, the most popular game in both the U.S. and the U.K. and Canada and South America, might I add, is Bloody Roblox. Like, really? honestly, I don't get it. Are parents just, like, letting the game babysit their kids, like, while they're remote working? That has to be what it is. How is it beating Call of Duty? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. That's, like, uh... Russia, Minecraft, top of the list. France has Call of Duty Warzone as their most popular game. Like, Fortnite, all over Africa. PUBG, India. But us, Roblox. Lame. Wow. Nice. Not nice. Like, we're a bunch of casuals. <laughs> but, well, I, in fact, I have I got nothing on that because I, I've watched my son play Roblox. I don't get it. Like, it, it doesn't it doesn't look fun to me. It's not nearly as, as involved as and, and as creatively, like, stimulating as maybe, like, Minecraft. Uh, most of it's, like, microtransactions and dif- different hats and things that you can put on your character. I don't know. You can do... I saw you could go to a weight room in uh, Roblox and, and lift weights. I did see that. Uh, yeah, oh, wow. Maybe do that not in real me. life. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's not, not far. You're right. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us uh, to our main topic, which is just a continuation of what we were talking about last week. And we ended uh, on kind of how we approach RPGs and the different types of RPGs, I believe. And probably could have made a whole episode just on the different types of RPGs, but. Oh, 100% we could have done a whole episode on RPGs, but I'm glad that we're like limiting ourselves because you've got to set limits in life. You do. Yes, you do. I don't like it, but it's it's the truth. Um, so that brings our, our next uh, type or genre of game is The Sim. And there are lots of different types of sims. So uh, you got social, uh, vehicle, life. So how do you approach the different the different sim genres? What's your what's well? Your take? If if I start with the sims that I have played, which is like your resource management sort of sim survival sim, like surviving Mars or that underwater one which isn't coming to mind right now so those ones I'm trying to like learn about the resources and learn the most efficient way to gather them so that I can stockpile in order to make survival easier now that being said surviving Mars I turned right off right quick because it was tedious AF but the underwater one was pretty fun actually I got fairly good at that I didn't play it like loads but I played it for several hours over a couple days it was amusing enough Um, it was free so whatever Um, so I I would say that's my approach to to those sort of ones now not they don't appeal to me that one doesn't appeal to me yeah the survivally thing you don't like nah okay well the sims 4 i shockingly it's like one of the games i've spent the most amount of time in which if you had told me that was the case like i wouldn't have believed you but my console does not lie (laughs) (laughs) Um, and right. I was going for, like, as many achievements as I possibly could go for. So I was building specific environments for the purpose of 
honing achievements. I mean, I had a harem set up where, like, one really fertile dude would go back and forth between two houses and just continually knock up these two ladies so that I could try to make twins, so that I could get the twins <laughs> achievement. Like, honestly, it's a bit disgusting the way I play those games. Like, I don't recommend doing it the way I do it, but <laughs> if you want achievements... It works. <laughs> right. Well, they, why would they put them in there if you, if you weren't meant to uh, try to achieve them? Um, yeah. I have no morals in life simulators, like, whatsoever. Like, I will put your granny in a swimming pool and build walls around it until she dies so I can take her house. Like, listen, I don't care. I'm trying to get money, <laughs> trying to build my legacy. I murdered so many people that way, whole families that way. Like, honestly, like, don't judge me. I, I like, I think I play life sims the opposite of how I run my real life. <laughs> okay. Okay. Efficient, though. Nonetheless, so there is probably a component that is a through line that's similar. It's really um, efficient for getting achievements. 100%. That is my tactic, is get the achievements as quickly as possible. Nice. Well, for uh, Life Sims, I've, I've played The Sims as well. And I'll tell you what, I've never, I don't know that I've played another game that is easier to kill time with. The Sims is one of those games that you could be two or three hours into it and not even realize uh, because it's so mundane about how things happen and days go by and you've got a job and you're buying things for your house and uh, throwing a party and whatever else is happening and you're trying to keep everybody happy. And you look up and four or five hours has gone by. And I, I think I realized how just kind of dangerous the game was to me. I was like, nope, I'm not. I'm not. Because I also, much like my own life, wasn't very good at it. So uh, I think that they were like, oh, you, you forgot to shower uh, today and then also didn't uh, feed your dog or mow. And, you know, and now your neighbors are really mad. My life is spiraling out of control. It's like, this is, why would I want to do real? Why would I want to be <laughs> real life? So, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I uh, was like, nah, 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 fam, not for me. Um, but I mean, like I said, I, I did I did enjoy it. It's just like it was a little too too on the nose for me. I have a real life. I'm going to go ahead and live that one. So is your tactic do, so. just playing it like you would your normal? My tactic life? is keep your head above water. It's like okay, I'm going to start off and and uh, you know That's just so bleak. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I just want to survive. I'm I play not even I play The thrive. Sims. It's like I can't even keep a job. You know. So it is, I play it nothing like my real life either, but not for a lack of trying. Oh, I try my to days. and it fails. So, um, do you play as more than one character when you're playing? Like, do you take control of every single character in your household to make them be, efficient? I probably didn't even know how to do that. You know, I probably, and that's why you no. didn't do so well. <laughs> probably. I've got one person. Hey, I can only worry about the one person that's got to get up and go to work. You know. So. Oh my God, that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah I did. Needless not, to I say, I think I'm that. better at The Sims than you. No offense. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. And see, so I'll play. I've played that, and I do. I do like the city simulators uh, to a degree, but Sim City was the first one I ever played, and and I was. I, I'm not a civil engineer, so by trade or even by any sort of resembling desire. Uh, and what? So, no. Uh, knowing where to place things to make it most effective, uh, you know, in terms of buildings and 
the Sims was kind of my speed. Railroad Tycoon is my speed. You know, I'll I'll build the things that I like and want. I don't really have a rhyme or reason as to how I'm doing it. There's no like this is the most efficient way to put my park together to get money. It's like, hey, the people want a fountain. Let's build it. Oh, oh now they're very angry. Zoo Tycoon, Jurassic World. Listen, these are my fucking games, I heard, man. Like, I heard Jurassic oof. World's a good one, so. It's so good. I was so good at it as well. Like, honestly, I was killing the game out there. But you know what I can't play and have no tactics for whatsoever? Flight simulators. Listen, your girl can't fly. Yeah? I'm never going to be a pilot. <laughs> I don't think in Y-axis. Like, it doesn't occur right. to me. Like, No. No, and you're also first person. I think for me that's harder because in in City of Heroes, which is a, an MMORPG that has flight in it, but it's third person, so you're zoomed back. And I would zoom real far back so I could see the whole screen that was happening all at once, you know? So then I could right. move 360 degree directions. That's fine. But first person, oh my God, like the anxiety of it is unreal. Whenever there's flying in any game, like... I 99% of the time, especially if it's first person flying, I'm really stressed out the whole time. The only recent exception to that is probably Anthem and you flying around with your little like jetpack thing. That was fine, but it's third person. Do you know? Like first person flying right. too stressful. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I I'd have to say I'm I'm probably in the same boat with you. I I can't I'm not a big flight simulator fan either. Um again, it's I think it's I think those games, much like driving simulators or like uh, Gran Turismo, uh, they're just—it's not my—it's not my speed. It's not really something I'm interested in playing. Uh, it needs to be more arcade, you know. Need for Speed—the original ones on the PlayStation games were fine because I like collecting the cars. That's great, but when it's so realistic that uh, that I'm that I have difficulty w- making sure that I've braked enough in this turn to not spiral out of control and wreck and die. Uh, or like you said, in the different ac- the <laughs> different axes, to try to actually make sure that the tail and the wings are where they're supposed to be, so I don't kill us all. Yeah, no, it's too right real, now. and it's not something I'm really I really am interested in playing. So Although I have I to say, clear of them. the original arcade game Cruisin' USA. I'll, Great. I will never forget. Like, remember the theme song, like cruising, cruising the world. Man, that was a that was a great arcade game. Bloody hell, it was so fun. Uh, oh yeah, I'd That's still play one. it today, man. I'd still play it today. Yeah, that's it wasn't a, that realistic a though. Like, it was like whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was an attempt. All right, so that brings us to strategy games. And uh, kind of how we approach those in lots of different types. I really am only a fan of a couple uh, subgenres in the strategy arena. But uh, so I guess let's let's kind of start with those because this one may be a little bit more popular for you and I than than The Sims were. I, I do enjoy strategy games. Okay. What say you? Yeah. I, like RTS MOBAs aren't necessarily uh, my cup of tea per se, but RTS absolutely, um, and uh, and other subgenres in there in that as well. But yeah, I think RTS is the only one that I play, to be honest, because I think this also includes um, turn-based strategy, um, like your okay. um, Final Fantasy, and I hate that big time. Like tactics. 
Yeah, I mean, I will, I can do it. So, Knights of Pen and Paper, I recently basically finished that game. I got through most of it, and it's a turn-based strategy game um, where you play as little adventurers playing D&D. And my approach was basically to min-max each one of the characters into a specialty. So then I knew what each of them was good at doing. So when it was their turn... um, I would sort of set it up so they had like the highest chance of getting initiative to go first if they were like a tank so then they could grab aggro and then the healer goes second to put heal dots on the tank and then um, you know uh, or HOTs um, on the tank and then I would have DPS go third and fourth in the turn order at least of my team so that they could do AOEs and that's how I spec the team so like generally speaking in a turn-based strategy game where you have like multiple players inside a team, um, I will have two ranged DPS um, AOE fighters, one tank spec fighter, and one healer. That's my go-to tactic for those sort of games, like always. Man, you do think about it more than I do. <laughs> I mean, like, okay I, I don't too. have that. Yeah, I, I don't have a, a, a that kind of strategy. It's really, uh, I do like the turn-based strategy as well. In fact, RTS and turn-based, I, I probably like equally. I may even like the turn-based strategy better because I have more time. I can think about my moves a little bit better. Uh, RTS is, uh, generally, I try to find the, the resources first, uh, and I build a perimeter uh, I'm, I'm not a Zerg type person that sends out all my my people and just try to overwhelm. Uh, I probably err on the side of caution to the point that I'll get my uh, I'll get behind. Uh, I used to love the game um, here. I still do actually. Heroes of Might and Magic. I think there's five or six different iterations of that as well, it, where you could actually play turn based on the same computer. Uh, Base, I guess uh, it's like couch co-op for a turn-based strategy game where everybody is on the map. Uh, there are resources that everybody's kind of vying for. Uh, and you each kind of pick your hero. So you could be a barbarian or like a wizard or whatever. I can't remember all the different classes, but each one had its own uh, set of, of uh, its own armies, like its own particular type of armies. And so... You had to get your resources to build up the different uh, structures within your kingdom, build your kingdom up, and then each week, you know, which is each simulated week, you would be able to uh, train and recruit out of your your little uh, your, your little like barracks as they are. You'll be able to recruit new uh, minions, and so, uh, but each each kind of character had their own and. I would work as fast as I could to get the most powerful one that I have in my group. And even if I had only one or two of them, that usually was enough to overwhelm anybody that you were fighting in that particular game. Uh, The problem with that game, though, is it could take you six or seven hours to finish a game if you had two or three people playing. Because I'd have to do my turn, and then I leave the computer, and somebody else comes to the computer and does the same thing. So you have one computer, and everybody had to use it, and they had to leave the room while you were doing your turn. Otherwise, they can see where you are on the map and, and what it is that you're doing. So, right. Um, 
So, I mean, that's a game that's that's probably not nearly as as viable as it used to be, where you had two or three people and wanted they had the time to sit and wait around one computer. Uh, now it, you kind of all have to be in the same place. It needs to be a little bit more frenetic, but well, uh, I, I like those types. Fairly of games. similar to like Civilization and Planetfall. I mean, I recently played Planetfall recently for quite a while, um, but I think my strategy was often expand territory as quickly as possible because then the borders are further away from your home city and then when you're trying to secure an objective like move your capital city close to that objective so then you spawn the highest powerful units close to you that's sort of my go-to strategy for any any place where you can move your home base then I'll expand the territory as quickly as possible really really early in the game and then move my home base close to whatever objective I I want so that I know that I can't have anyone coming up from the rear. Otherwise, they have to cut through sways and sways of my territory. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I mean, that would come come in handy in something like uh, Warcraft, the original Warcraft or the original uh, uh, Starcraft, you know. Where you could get get your back to the wall more or less, and and have your base. And the cool thing about StarCraft is that you can actually move your base, so you could actually uh, pick your base up and fly off. Yeah, that's um, a winning strategy. Move your base. All your base are belong your, to me. All your base are belong to me. Yeah, I'd so. say that's probably one of the games I play the least amount of out of types of games I enjoy playing. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't played them a lot lately, but I I do enjoy RTSs, um, probably the most of of the types of games that we're going to talk about in in today. Even more so than the next uh, the next game type. Uh, the next game type is, I hate. I n- sports sports games. They suck. And then so that we just skip right over him? No. Um, <laughs> no, I do have a strategy. I, don't worry. Right. Well, okay. So what's your strategy with sports games? Uh, ask them what the most risky maneuvers are and then just do that constantly, which confounds and irritates good players of said game. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, a good example is, like, jerk. FIFA. So, like, FIFA, you can do, like, I don't know the right word for it, but it's basically, like, a risky tackle you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can do like a risky tackle. And I just, I be doing risky tackles like all of the time. Do you know what I mean? Like all of the time. I basically put my best player as the goalie and then just risky tackle the crap out of everything, hoping that I'll like not foul, but like mess up the line and then be able to get a cheeky shot on goal, like without having to do much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, is yeah. that a great strategy? No. Does it annoy everyone I play with? Pretty much. Has it worked? Absolutely. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I, no, I, I, for, I don't play soccer games or, or football uh, in your country. I don't play soccer games much. Uh, I haven't anymore. In fact, I really don't like sports games as they, be, as they get more realistic. I, I guess it's the same thing with, the simulators. I like the arcade style of the games, and and that part I enjoy. There is a there's a very fine line where the game has gotten too realistic, where there are too many options for me to be really good at the game, 
it's 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 like Call of Duty in a lot of ways or other games where if this was the game and I, and I think a lot of people who are really good at sports games or really good at like first person shooters that's what they play that's like all they play and there there's a skill set that's associated with both of those now i can still remember like the sequence of buttons on a playstation controller without even looking at it how to call an audible on madden or how to you know do something like that um i'm not i, I don't really know the controls for like 2k or um nba live when it was a thing uh, i don't really because i didn't play those games either uh, not much I really was into the sports games um, probably in the 90s more than anything else. That was uh, and, and when college football, uh, when EA actually had the college football license. And my strategy would be not necessarily to pick the best, the best team. I always picked a team that had a decent quarterback but a really good running back. Like that was – I always picked the, uh, the team that had a great running back. So – and, and I would play, uh, especially in college football, I would play against people and my offense would be a spread offense to where basically I'd run everybody really deep and then I'd throw it to my running back in the flat where nobody is and then just run him. And I would run that play to the right and left all day long. That's I would just so do, funny. That would be all I did. Uh, and, and you could figure it out. And once you figured it out, that meant somebody right over the middle was open. And – Offensively, I was pretty unstoppable, but I also couldn't stop anybody to save my life. So, uh, if if uh, I ever did get stopped, then it was game over. So that's funny. See, I like it's funny when you talk about like picking a powerful team. See, I personally believe that if you're gonna play sport games, you need to play with the team that you support. You can't just pick a better team because you know they're a better team. Sorry, Fairweather fan. Like you're gonna play with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's your team. And if they suck this year, guess whose fault that is? Your coach. So why don't you write the management? Like you know. So like in in um, European football um like a lot of people will choose Juventus because that's the team Cristiano Ronaldo plays for and I won't allow it like if you don't support Juventus when they're playing uh in Syria then you don't get to pick them like no you have to pick your your home team the one that you support and that's an arbitrary rule like I get it but like there has to be a reason why you're picking this team it can't just be like oh they're the best like blah 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 no 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 like what's your connection to them have you been to a match do you support this team like because otherwise you're just gonna pick the best team that there is and then that makes it too easy so like for right. you to win yeah. so I think you have to pick the team that you actually support otherwise it's like not I, I like what's the point like that's not real sports either not everybody on this whole planet can play as Juventus like you know <laughs> or <laughs> like or AC Milan or uh Bayern Munich or you know one of the Brazilian teams like come on get out of here like <laughs> stop <Right. laughs> so no i yeah, I, I agree, I, and I and I normally would try to, if I was playing against someone else, try to pick something that was, um, pick a team that was comparable to the other person I was playing. But I always made sure that I had uh, a team that had a good running back. That was that was kind of my key. My, I could you could do a little bit with with having a uh, a bad quarterback, but again, that's that's just that one game. Uh, I really just enjoyed the more arcade style. So, uh, 
I feel like your thing is actually a tactic. Mine is just like piss off the other player and then they'll lose because they're mad. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And uh, and, yeah, it's a little bit more than that, at least. Yeah. So. Um, Yeah, not my Yeah, so sports games just aren't our thing and that's okay. Uh, yeah. The next uh, genre of games, which I, I actually like this genre quite a bit as well, are puzzle games. Um, and lots of subgenres underneath that, logic, uh, trivia. But if you were to look at the actual uh, the, the examples, maybe, of some of the puzzle games, there are uh, some surprising uh, entries on that list. Like you, what? Did you no. look at any of those? uh uh-uh. So, uh, you know, some of them are, are uh, the ones that you might think of that uh, they, they even have uh, Minesweeper on there as a, <laughs> as a list. But, um, but they have physics games on there as well. So puzzle games where they kind of have to obey the laws of physics. And so Portal is on there. And okay, the Talos yeah, Principle, would, two I games that are that. really good. I liked the Talos Principle, and I also like the Stanley Parable, which are, I think, fairly similar games. Um, right. But Portal, I'm really crap at. I don't know why. I'm really <laughs> I like, yeah, Portal. I was good at Portal. Uh, and Portal was fun. I, I, I take that back. I don't know if My I My brain doesn't it. think like that. Anybody. It doesn't think like, I don't know, non-dimensional. <laughs> Right. <laughs> interdimensional i don't know <laughs> right or in in three or four dimensions yeah, yeah my brain has limits people that's what i'm saying like i'm not a dumb person but i know my limits <laughs> right or and maybe just don't have a desire to to take the patience to to figure it out you know it's like we need to move forward um, yeah i i mean i would consider like i really love trivia games especially like multiplayer online trivia games remember one versus 100 it was like really popular in xbox for like a hot yeah minute. you could make money on that one couldn't you yeah it was it was uh i mean i don't remember if you could make money on it i remember you could maybe make gamer something points microsoft points on it maybe I don't yeah know. maybe so i i, I, don't I can't remember, remember yeah um, but I really loved it because I feel like if you have a decent amount of general knowledge, then you can be pretty effective at trivia games and you can go pretty far with them. So I enjoy, you know, trivia games and pub quizzes like, you know, trivia in real life. Um, I, I enjoy. Um, but I would say I play less straight up puzzle games because I feel like most of the time, and tell me if you agree, there's very little rhyme or reason to why you're puzzling like portal made sense you have this gun you do the things an evil robot is making you do the things fair enough yeah like okay yeah but i feel like a lot of games there isn't a whole lot of reason why the puzzles exist and that's not just like puzzle games the genre themselves but when puzzles exist in other games sometimes it feels like a bit hokey pokey i think we touched on this last week where you're like why in the world in this mayan temple would they have built a dial on ball bearings that can turn to match symbols carved into the wall across from it like what sort of crappy lock is this you know (laughs) yeah um so but but puzzle games yeah they can be pretty fun i would say minecraft or um Minesweeper is like the OG puzzle game of all time. But I think you could even put ca- like card games like Solitaire into there because it is a p- 
puzzle that you're trying to solve. Um, it is a puzzle. Maybe even games like Lemmings, perhaps? Ooh, that was a good... That's an old school one. Yeah, I'm super old school. I'm super old school. Um, yeah, I would say puzzle, that that's definitely a puzzle game. My approach, I'm going to be honest, is uh, try to brain bash my way through it and when i fail twice in a row consult a walkthrough go to the next place to try to, to achieve it with blunt force when i fail look at a walkthrough fair enough just just try to blunt force overwhelm it huh yeah like basically just try to guess you know just try to guess what the answer is twice and if i fail twice then just like google find out somebody else has done it because in those like when i'm doing those sort of pose like the talos no not the talos principle but the stanley no the Turing test. There we go. Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> the Turing yeah. test. Um, that game, I was so interested in the premise of it that I was determined to power through it even though I don't really enjoy puzzle games. So whenever I entered a room, I'd make my first best two attempts to solve the puzzle. If I couldn't do it, I looked up a walkthrough and I moved forward. Did the same thing in the next room, same thing in the next room. I was more interested in the story and how it was going to develop and actually that is a puzzle game that I would highly recommend because its story is also very good. Nice. Well, I, I hadn't finished that one, but I do love the and, and you know a lot of uh, these games we're mentioning are actually like the also walking simulators. I mean, they're based, they're, they're uh, walking simulators but they're puzzles i mean right and they they usually have i think uh one that we talked about a, a couple of years ago uh now um was oh not a they've all gone to the rapture but the the esther let me let, uh, give me a second i'll find out real quick what it's called because i i played it on steam um uh, Wait, what, remains what remains of, of, Edith, of edith finch, finch. yeah oh, what i see edith finch. i remember uh and it's a puzzle game yeah, we talked about it, and it's, uh, I think Orwell's a puzzle game. I talked about it on the show uh, not too long ago. Um, the uh, uh, Orwell, what was the other one? Um, Unheard, where you're listening to the different, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't finished playing that one either. So both, all of those I think are kind of uh, puzzle style games where you're, you're piecing together something. And, and so um, puzzle games are definitely my speed. You know, I can kind of figure things out on my, uh, on my own, but but um, there is a thinking component to it, and so uh, you know that it's it for me. That's <laughs> that's that's right up my alley, and I definitely take my time. So much like The Last of Us, where there's only a few areas where you have to be you're forced into something. I think the the theme for me on almost every game is if you are rushing me, I don't know that I really want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't take my You're time, so slow. Uh, I don't know that it's. I know. I just kind of do my own. How are you gonna beat this game today? Like you said, your family was going to the beach. What on the moon? Well, it's five hours away, and so I will uh, just once we get done recording, I'm going to get get on the get on. Better, the you better put playing, the pedal so. to the metal, brother. You better start really like What's honing that? in on what you're gonna scavenge yeah <laughs> i will yeah i'm just play it till it's done i mean i don't have that much more to, to to go i don't think i mean in terms of the game so i think i'll be able to finish it today lols <laughs> famous last words so, i know how much oh, you have I know. left 
Oh, I know. Who knows? I'm gonna <laughs> so, I'm gonna do uh, my I'm gonna give you my best category. go. So. Yeah. So our last our last game uh, is or our last genre of games are idle games, and so this was a category that I wasn't really all that familiar with. Um, so idle games, I guess. You may not have even really known uh, what an idle idle video game was. Uh, so, what are some examples of idle video games? I mean, board games were listed as idle video games. Uh, I think they were listing other categories that weren't included. They listed cookie clickers as the most com like the most endemic idle game. So you know that like in browser or mobile game where all you do is just tap one spot on the screen and you collect points and that's it that's the game yeah, cookie. do you know what i mean is that like uh oh uh candy crush no that actually is a puzzle game that actually requires strategy like cookie clicker is literally there's a cookie in the middle of the screen and you click it and you get points for every click, and as you level up, the number of points that you get is higher, but all you're doing is just clicking, and that's it. it like, it's impossible to have a strategy, because the only strategy is oh, click this. I think I know the cookie-clicker game that you're talking about. That's that's where you, uh, I mean, that's the one where you literally are clicking on a digital cookie, and you're trying to make literally. as many cookies as you can. Yeah, literally. And uh, yeah, my my son played that. He had his laptop. Oh up my gosh! And was just clicking on it, and and you know, in passing, I was like, well, why don't you do this and this? Because you can increase by multiples of whatever based on where you put your resources or your money or whatever. It is about as mindless of an activity as is possible, I think, in something that you actually have to consciously make a decision to do, right? So it's yeah, the worst. I think like another example of an idle game might be like one of those like block breaking games that you can't lose, but like depending on what block you break first, you get more points or something. Do you know what I mean? Like where it's sort of like Pong, but you're hitting like bricks up top. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, I would say that's almost as as small of an effort as Cookie Clicker, although I can't imagine anything being less than just click on this point and that's it. Um, that one at least requires right. you to like move the paddle back and forth a little bit, and there a is a way bit. to lose, but I mean, it's really hard to lose, and um, I don't know. They, this... Like, idle games, I think, by definition, require no tactics. Like, no tactics. and yeah. I don't think I would play them. I've never played Cookie Clicker. I can't imagine it. Oh, another game that I thought of that's sort of similar is, like, the coin machine-like games for mobile. You know how, like, in arcades you can like put a penny in and then it, like, pushes the things on the tray forward and then maybe you get... Oh, quarters yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Do you know what I mean? Like that requires yeah, get, almost get... no skill as well. 
Yeah, it's like basically a Plinko sort of machine, but it's like a shelf, you know, so you put your real money into it at the hopes that it will land in a spot that pushes other people's money forward and then you can take other people's money, you know, but (laughs) they're sort of designed to move so slowly that your chances of actually getting anything to fall out is like nothing. Anyway... That's a physical example of one that I know exists as a mobile game, and I have played it, and then I started to think to myself, what the actual F am I doing with my life? Like, no. No. And you can spend real money on this fake game to, like, oh, listen, I'm glad I didn't, but I'm sure people do. Oh, I'm sure they do. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they spend... If, if you can't, yeah, if there's a game out there and it's got microtransactions uh, in it, somebody has bought it, you know. Just a That's side a note about microtransactions, I'm really disappointed in Warzone because they don't have nearly enough female skins and they would totally have my money if they had like a cool female skin who was from America who looked like Sarah Connor. Like you would have my money like right away. But they don't. <laughs> Just a side note. Like, I really find it annoying. Because the only female skin that I have is a French Asian, uh, an Asian woman from France who speaks French and swears in French. Which is amusing, but it's not very representative of me. <laughs> not what you're, not, not exactly what you were looking for. Yeah. And so, and the, they like have way, way, way more male skins than they have female skins. And I just really think it's messed up. It is because you know what in Fortnite I've actually been really impressed about how many how the the diversity in the skins and the male and female ratio for skins a lot of times they'll just come out with a new skin that's only female and then the next time they'll come out with the male counterpart or vice versa um it's yeah it's been it's really interesting how um how that is uh how some of that stuff plays out but anyway. I know it's total side note but we were talking about microtransactions and it just occurred to me no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's relevant. Absolutely. But, well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. It's nice to do a positive, uh, a couple positive episodes in a row. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast. And subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.